More investigations, this time with a wider lens on all 32 NFL franchises, potentially. Our NFL draft rules for the Washington Commanders and Ron Rivera's aspirations for his team in 2022. All of that and more on this episode of the Locked on Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view every single day. I am David Harrison covering your Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation and my co-host Chris Russell, the Rooster, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at DHarrison82, at WrestleMania621, and at LO Commanders. From the New York Times on Thursday, six state eternal attorney generals, attorneys general, Chris, putting significant heat on the NFL and Roger Goodell for, quote, grave concerns about workplace harassment. Right. Uh, and good to be back with you, David. It's been a couple of days since we've been able to do a show together. So the states that we're talking about are New York State, Illinois, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Oregon, and the state of Washington. Again, this does not involve anything directly in terms of the DMV area, Maryland, Virginia, and of course the District of Columbia. So uh, just wanna kind of set the scene uh, with that. However, and I, I think you would agree with me on this, anytime you see something similar to what we're dealing with on a local level here, and it's not so local in terms of, you know, because you have Congress involved and you have the House Oversight Committee, so it's become, of course, a huge national deal. But any. Anytime you see a further extrapolation, a league-wide, a country-wide, a six-state attorney general pack, if you will, getting together to collectively put heat for grave concerns, quote-unquote, grave so, concerns, that's their word, not mine, grave concerns about workplace harassment, minority hiring practices, harassment of minorities, but specifically women um and and now demanding answers from Roger Goodell, like this is not good for Raj, Uncle Raj and the NFL to have to deal with this because again, what this does is it puts more focus on what Washington is dealing with, David, but it also puts more heat league-wide and takes the focus just solely off of one problem and makes it a much, much bigger playground. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and anytime you have people who, uh, you know, can't feel comfortable at work or don't feel safe, you know, working, going to their place of work and, and not being allowed to just focus on their job and they have to focus on a lot of outside distractors, that's always a recipe for disaster from a, from a structural standpoint. And, you know, the, the NFL is kind of a unique monster because uh, really almost, I don't want to say the smallest part, but when you look at like who runs the franchise, who runs the operations, from the stadium to the team to 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 legal teams and media and, and, and all that stuff, the players are not actually the largest population of the organization running running a franchise. The support staff, when you combine all the elements of what supports an NFL franchise, outnumbers that. But because of the nature of the product that you're putting together and the the way you make your money, 
the players obviously get uh, the 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 brunt of the of the uh, of the attention. And a lot of people are going. You know, a lot of people hear some of these things. You talk about thirty former employees, and they think, well, that's that's only thirty people. Well, we're not talking about thirty people from a franchise. We're talking about thirty people from across the NFL. And if there's thirty people across, I don't know, seven, eight, ten, how like what is the number that is enough for somebody, anybody to really become concerned? And if you have this this cultural issue where people can't go to work and just focus on doing their job. That's a problem. And, and there's not a single person, you know, again, we're going to get comments or there's going to be comments about you work in sports or you're working football. This is the atmosphere. Deal with it or get over it no. or what have you. No. But most of those people, if not all of them, would not appreciate going to work. I don't care what it is. Maybe, you're, maybe your hair is a, is a different color than everybody else who works there. Maybe you're the only person in the office that wears glasses or maybe you're the only person that doesn't wear glasses in, in today's day and age. Nobody wants to go to work and have to be to, and, and be made to feel uncomfortable about something about them that has nothing to do with with what they're what they're doing, their competence level, their ability uh, to execute their job. And then you you kind of take another line where you start abusing people or, or, or infringing on their 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 rights to privacy and, and rights to other other avenues. And again, this it's a it's a big problem for all pro sports. It's a big problem for the NFL, but it's. It's it's news. It's headline news. And yes, this, is, this stuff probably happens in, in almost all other walks of life to some certain extent. But the NFL pro sports in general, are it's the biggest entertainment market uh, on, on the planet as far as I'm concerned. And, and it has such a huge influence in our society yeah. over people uh, both going through it and, and witnessing it, that it's important enough for people to get involved to make sure that these things are being presented in the right way. And I would say this, if you're in an NFL franchise that doesn't have these problems going on, first of all, count your blessings, be appreciative of what you have. But also you should not want to, you should not try to turn away from this type of thing and say, ah, well, you know, that's not really our problem. We don't want to really, really want to get involved. Hold your peers accountable. If it's 30 people over seven franchises, 14, 30, one person in 30 franchise, hold your peers accountable to make it to where protecting the shield becomes about operating with integrity instead of keeping the dirt hidden. Right. Re reading from the New York Times here, uh, Ken Beeson and uh, Katie, Rem um, uh, Katie Roseman, uh, who, who put this together, um, you know, th th just just a, a quick summary uh, of, you know, again, these potentially unlawful, entirely unacceptable. That's the quote from the attorney generals in the letter uh, allegations. Right. Uh, some of them being forced to 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 watch the Ray Rice video um, uh, and 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 uh, and. and like being marginalized or pushed out of their jobs if they question the NFL's handling of sexual harassment issues. Again, I don't want to get too deep in this new investigation because we focus more on the Washington commanders, but this is a bigger picture extension of what is going on with the Washington commanders. It might not be exactly the same thing in exactly the same way. Uh, and to the detail and to the quantity, it, it may not end up the same way. We don't know, but it's all kind of interrelated. Now you have the entire NFL and specifically Roger Goodell, more on blast. One thing I would like to point out though, uh, I don't know what's happened in the last couple of years, David, because I haven't been in that building, but I can tell you and I can tell our audience this, okay? There were female employees of the Washington then Redskins that were hired specifically, specifically because of how they looked yeah. and because of what they could sell from a sex appeal standpoint, and they were used and motivated and pushed and 
cajoled to, and, and some of this, of course, has been reported in the Washington Post, but I know it firsthand because I saw it. And these, some of these women complained directly to me, you know, I'm showing on YouTube, you know, lower cleavage, like show a little, you know, show a little bit more leg, flirt a little bit. Why? Because you're trying to get men with a lot of money to continue to do business or to do new business. And this has to stop. This has to stop with the National Football League. It has to stop with the Washington Commanders. I hope it already has with the Washington Commanders. I believe it's a different environment under Jason Wright and Ron Rivera, even though there are plenty of other problems. I believe they have cornered that problem, but it used to be a huge problem, as we know, and it led to other issues. Stop doing it. Treat women, treat minorities fairly and like you want to be treated this isn't your freaking country club yeah i mean it's it's just about treating people with respect man like at the end of the day it doesn't matter what gender you are what race religion creed skin color just 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 treat everybody with with respect it's it's not it's really not a hard thing to do i've been doing it for almost 40 years um something that the uh, washington commanders have not been doing for 40 years chris is winning football games but they're hoping (laughs) to change that this year we're going to talk more about that ron rivera's aspirations on the team but first, we're going to get into my draft truths or rules, what you want to call them for the Washington Commanders. We're going to get your thoughts on them as well and hear what your stance is on these rules. And we're going to do so thanks to our friends over at betonline.net, your number one source for all your, board, your sports betting and information needs. Find all your latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores, especially. With baseball's opening day happening, well, probably as you're or shortly after or before you're watching this episode. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action happening at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view each and every day. Make sure you're following the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. We continue along on this edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Uh, again, thanks for being with us, along with David Harrison at DHarrison82. I'm Chris Russell at WrestleMania621 at LO Commanders uh, on Twitter. And David had three truths in oh. the last episode uh, the of the uh, LOC. And now it's time for my reaction, but I wanted to reset for those that didn't see it or hear about it. David, why don't you take us back to what you attempted to do on the last episode when it came to three truths or must-haves? Yeah, so really this is a reaction to the Saints and Eagles trade, right, and how it's going to impact draft boards. Uh, And even though the the Saints and the Eagles, all four of those picks are going to come after the Washington Commanders pick at number 11, uh, in the first round, what they do will impact the draft strategy moving forward. And if it impacts how you see the draft board falling moving afterwards, it also has to impact a little bit of how you see uh, the draft board developing first. So, and, and I took that string and basically turned it into three draft truths for me that basically these three things have to be true for the Washington Commanders in order to have a successful NFL draft experience, at least talking about the first round first and foremost. And Chris, truth number one is this. Kyle Hamilton, number 11, not only is he a smart pick, not only is he a good value, despite the slow run times as pro day and at the scouting combine, Kyle Hamilton has to be the guy, if he's on the board 
at number 11. I don't care what quarterbacks are left. I don't care what wide receivers are on the board. If Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, is available at number 11, he needs to be the pick. Okay, so I I, I very much – this is just me. I very much agree with you like in terms of he's probably the best player on the board at the time. Yeah. He is, just for context, the number two ranked player behind Aiden Hutchinson on Pro Football Focus's board. That's just one draft service, okay? Not everybody has him, but I've seen him at number one. I've seen him, again, it's likely that he's very, it's very likely that he is in Washington's, let's call it top eight, maybe top 10. So he would probably represent tremendous value at that point, the best player on the board. You've heard all that. The question for me, David, is with re-signing Bobby McCann and having young Cam Curl, yeah. even though they let go of Landon Collins, who we know wasn't a true natural safety, are you better off addressing safety and getting safety, de- safety depth? And, 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 of course, you also spent a fifth-round pick on Derek Forrest uh, last year, who's a safety out of Cincinnati. Are you better off doing it later or now? And for me, in this draft, i got to be honest, I would rather have a corner than a safety. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't say that's exactly how they're thinking, but to yeah. me, I would rather have a corner. So what what I'm, what I'm saying is I would rather have a safety than a wide receiver, and I would and I love I love your pick. There is I'm, I'm not trying to dismiss Kyle Hamilton. What I'm saying is if I'm left between Ahmed Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati and mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton, I'm going to have a really, really, really hard time yeah. picking up or, or not taking sauce. And, and and that's just me. I don't know if that'll be the scenario, but that's just me. Yeah, and listen, if if the Washington Commanders, if, if Ahmad Gardner somehow is there at number 11, which I don't see uh, how that would, would, would transpire, but if he is there at number 11 and they take him, it's not to say I'm not going to like the pick. Right. It's just for me, the way that this, this roster is constructed – the investment into William Jackson the third, Kendall Fuller, I don't think is getting ousted from his position anytime soon. That's where the problem comes in. Kyle Hamilton, I, I'm not Cynthia Freeland of NFL.com, but I think Kyle Hamilton adds more wins in 2022 and then obviously gives you a potential uh, Pro Bowl caliber safety moving forward in his career as well. So that's rule number one. And yeah, look, guys, that this is why we do these exercises. Nobody has the answer. If, if anybody had the answer, you'd be working in the NFL and you'd have a lifelong contract because your team would just win the Super Bowl every I single year. I don't even year. know if those in the NFL have the same answer. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, every team, every coach, every personnel evaluator sees yeah. something differently. I mean, we hear about it every single year, right? That the coach didn't want the player, but the GM or the owner did or vice versa, yeah. whatever it is. Rule number two, don't be desperate at wide receiver. I think this one's going to be a little bit controversial for some people out there. Mm-hmm. For me, if you go wide receiver at number 11, there's only one, maybe two options. One of them is Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. The maybe, and for those of you who like to play spades, you kind of know where I'm going with this, is Chris Olave. Anybody else, you bypass at number 11 as a wide receiver. That includes Jamison William, uh, Williams, who probably would be wide receiver number one if he hadn't torn his ACL uh, there, there late in, in January. That includes Traylon Burks, who I believe is getting a little bit overhyped right now. I feel like mm-hmm. he's a back-end first-round wide receiver. And it includes Drake London because not only, Chris, did he have the ankle injury towards the end of his season there or in the middle part of his season there at USC that's been problematic and prevented him from working out, but his pro day got pushed back to April 15th because he also suffered a hamstring tweak uh, training up for the pro day. So I get that the ankle is supposedly healed now, but now he's got another one. 
the the NFL stars are kind of aligning to me to kind of say like this kid may not have uh, his body may not be holding up to the career choice that he's trying to take. And if you're the Washington Commanders, if it's almost any other team, I'd say, you know what? If he works out well on April 15th, let the pass be the pass and move forward. But if you're the Washington Commanders, after what you just went through, I even take Drake London off the board at number 11. So if it's not Garrett Wilson, maybe Chris Olave if you really love the workouts. But if it's not Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave, I think you move on to rule three, which we'll get to in here in a minute. Yeah, well, I was just going to mention, because you discussed some of the the potentials of rule three, which mm-hmm. I agree with. Um, and 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 I let, the best way I can say this is Olave can't, in my opinion, can't be the pick at number 11. That's mm-hmm. in my opinion, which pretty much tells you I'm not absolutely desperate for a wide receiver. So I agree with the rule, the principle, the 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 – the thing that you're trying to get at. Um, to me, London, he's only there at number 11 or, or he's only like a, a consideration because he's 6'5". And he he can go up and he can climb the ladder and he can you know get you on the back line of the end zone and all that because he's so much taller than the rest of these guys right mm-hmm. most of these guys are in the six zero six one maybe six two range trailing whatever um, so w- without breaking down the position completely I, I would agree to me it is a pr- this class you mentioned some of the guys that could be there later on this class is not one that i go i have to have a guy at number 11. again we'll get into something else trading down whatever in just a sec but this is not a class that jumps out to me and goes man if that guy's on the board like kyle hamilton what you were talking about if he's there at number 11 and assuming that ahmed gardner is not then that's pretty much a slam dunk pick and i would agree with that well this is not a class where i say if this wide receiver is here at number 11 i've got to go there a, because of injury history with a couple of these guys, as you mentioned, and B, I think smartly and correctly to me, and, and I, know, I don't think Ron, unfortunately, is going to think like this, and NFL teams think like this. Uh, they are, they've been cursed. They've been cursed to some degree by Curtis Samuel, by you know all the different injuries at quarterback that they have. I, I mean, gosh, I remember uh, uh, Josh Doxson in his rookie mm-hmm. year out of TCU. I mean, he couldn't get on the field. Like, please grab me somebody that's healthy. Please grab me somebody that's going to be ready to go for OTAs and training camp and week one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like as a team, you've already got, you know, three or maybe even more if you want to count even further injury concerns coming into this next season. You got Curtis Samuel, you got Logan Thomas, and you have Benjamin St. Juice, who was supposed to be a pretty big part of your secondary but couldn't stay on the field either. So adding another one in the first round on purpose to me just doesn't make any sense. And that is rule number three. It's okay to trade back. It is okay in this cluster. It's okay when you're coming off two seven win seasons to trade back, collect more picks, get a better value player instead of reaching for someone at number 11. Because honestly, Chris, depending on how the board falls, the Washington Commanders may be in no man's land where there's really not a top 12 prospect right. on the board at 11, but there are several top 15, top 20 yep. prospects that they could reach for. I did some trade scenarios on my last episode, on our last episode. So if you want to get into the weeds with me, go back and check that out. But real quick, I did I did a trade scenario going back to 13, from 11 to 13, I, 11 I to 16, 11 yeah. to 21. And Chris Olave, right, we talked about Chris Olave. Yep. He was available in the trades for 13 and 16. He was still available. Now, 21, he was not. But 13, 16, he was. I'm pretty sure my 16 trade, where I moved the Washington Commanders back from 11 to 16, Chris Olave was the pick. Uh, and, and, and I... 
I agree with, again, I would not take Alave at, at 11. I would not be desperate for a while, going back to what we just talked about. The one scenario that I didn't hear you do, and maybe I missed it, was number 20 with Pittsburgh. Yeah, right? I did not do 20 with Pittsburgh. I thought about so, doing 20 with Pittsburgh, but I, de- I did 21 with New England. So. so the reason why I bring that up is because Pete and I, on, on, on our show on the radio and on the Odyssey app, had this very discussion about that scenario. And mm-hmm. let me run it past you. If Pittsburgh wants to jump up at number 11 for, say, a quarterback, maybe Malik Willis is out yeah, there. There's been Malik a lot Willis. of connections, right? And they offer you a number, a third round pick, the number twenty pick, the yep. third, their third round pick, which you don't have right now, and next year's first. Are you in? Yeah, I mean, especially if the math works, right? The, you'd have to do like kind of the calculations by from the sounds of it. It sounds like the math works, and yeah, absolutely, right. I would definitely take that trade. All right, so if that's a scenario that you can present yourself, I mean, it's very possible that you could wind up with again one of these receivers. Maybe Alave slips to eleven. Maybe it's yep. Traylon Burks from Arkansas, who apparently likes to carve up wild boar uh, without a. He doesn't want to shoot him. He wants to carve him up. I, uh, Long story there. It sounds like a little bit of a psycho. That could be a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. Uh, uh, but sounds a little crazy. Um, but Or you could get one of the two linebackers. I mean, maybe N'Kobe Dean yeah. drops because of a, his lack of size and because people are worried about him not being behind those monsters at Georgia. Maybe Devin Lloyd somehow from, from you. Some, if, if Devin Lloyd's there, then I, I know, again, as you mentioned, people don't want to take another linebacker, but you might have to. Either way, you give yourself different options. And again, this is not just about this draft. And the overall last arching point is, it, this draft is more about what's between 15 and say the fourth round or even the fifth round than it is one through 15 or anything. You talk to any draft expert. I talked to Logan Paulson, longtime NFL tight end buddy, uh, you know, and listener of the podcast, and we got to get him back on. Um, he loves this draft in, in 15 and on up. So mm-hmm. to me, Every part of my being says trade down if yeah. you don't absolutely love a guy, which brings us back to number one. What do you do if absolutely. you love a guy and a guy in your top 10 is there? So it sounds like we need to print these and mail them out to Jason Wright to distribute <laughs> through the organization. Make sure Martin and Ron have these in their hands on draft day. Yeah, absolutely. And we can send them some built bars. How about that? They might need energy, healthy energy, and protein-infused marshmallows like the built bar puffs provide. Oh, you think Jason Wright, Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, and the boys, Martin Mayhew, would love some built bars? I'm sure they would. Maybe they've already got a uh, stack of them already at the Inova Sports Performance Center. Well, Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but you can have, just like I have a cabinet in my house, just like David does, of Built Bars and Built Bar Puffs. So many delicious flavors. We tell you about them all the time. Low in calories, high in uh, in, in protein, uh, low in net carbs, low in sugar, uh, just wonderful tasting. All the different products. Again, you can find out more at Built.com. They're always coming out with limited flavors and new products, so always check back at Built.com. Uh, and again, whether you want the Built Bar, actual bars, or if you want the Built Bar Puffs, it's all there for you, my friends. You can order whatever you want. And here's the thing, you're going to save 15% if you use the promo code LOCK15. Oh, uh, they also have caramel brownie Built Bars now and brownie batter puffs. Oh my God. Built.com. I got to get my hands on those. I didn't even know about that. I'm going to Built.com as soon as this show is over. And so should you. Get 15% off. Use the promo code LOCK15. 
Again, lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. Final segment here to wrap up the week at the Locked On Commanders podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell. The show at LO Commanders on Twitter. Russell or Russell. Chris is at Russellmania621. I am at D Harrison82. We're going to clean up this segment with some visits, some uh, some top 30 visits, as they like to call them, even though a lot of people in the college business hate that phrase. Um, some players visiting the Washington Commanders, and then Ron Rivera and what he has to say, what he thinks about his 2022 squad. All right, let's start off at the top in the remaining couple of minutes that we have left. Does it surprise you that Kenneth Walker III and Brees Hall from Iowa State are one of the or two of the top 30 visits? I mean, it, it looks like Washington very much is concerned about the running back position. Is that a good thing, bad thing, smart thing, surprise you? So it surprises me a little bit because the team really seems to be in love with Antonio Gibson and with that style of running back and in and, and Scott Turner's offense and the one-two punch of he and J.D. McKissick and all those things and Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall uh, kind of bring a little bit of a different flavor, but they bring a little bit of what we talked about last year was missing, especially once they let uh, Peyton Barber walk out the door, which was a little bit of thump. And I'm not calling either of these guys Jerome Bettis, no. right? But I mean, it's not hard to be bigger and more thumper, thumpier. I don't know if that's worth then Antonio Gibson or JD McKissick. So what is what surprised me here, Chris, is that Kenneth Walker third and Brees Hall, you're basically looking at his day two pick, like early day two picks. You're talking second round. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see if one of these guys, maybe Brees Hall, uh, seems to be the favorite, sneaks into the back end of the first round just because someone wants to get that fifth year option. Like it would be surprising, but it wouldn't be like the biggest surprise in draft history or anything like that. But it does surprise me a little bit. But at the same time, it's smart because again. You know, we all love Antonio Gibson. I think we were also wrapped up about the quarterback situation that we kind of glossed over the fact that Antonio Gibson had had one of the worst years uh, as a running back as far as ball security is concerned in the National Football League. And that's a huge problem when that's your starting running back. So if 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 Taylor Heineke wasn't doing some of the things he was doing, leaving you know receivers out to drive, throwing bad interceptions, taking bad sacks, stuff like that. I think that Antonio Gibson's fumbling issue would have been a much bigger story and maybe inside the building from a position to position uh, situation, it's a bigger story than we're uh, making. And that's the message here. Not only that, but also durability concerns. He runs hard in between the tackles, a lot of lower leg injuries through his first two years. Some he's battled through, some he's missed a game here, a game there. You have to worry about that down the stretch. And I think we all know Mm -hmm. that Jared Patterson is not an every down back at 5'7", 5'8", in the NFL. No offense to him. And J.D. McKissick, uh, of course, coming off the neck and the concussion. Yes, resigned, all that. Different role, different type of player. Mm -hmm. I don't know if... Uh, if 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 the two guys that they brought in, bringing in here, uh, if any of them are are the Peyton Barber exact type, but one one thing you could look at is maybe that role then goes to Antonio Gibson, and mm-hmm. you use him more as a receiver to spare his body a little bit, and use those guys as your quote unquote primary back. Um, yeah. Just in in and again wrapping up. We've talked a lot about Chris Olave, Jaquan Brisker, the safety mm-hmm. from Penn State. I love me a good brisket. I, I, I think Jaquan <laughs> Brisker is, is going to be a pretty good player. And San Diego State's defensive lineman, Cam Thomas, will have more time to get into some of the reported visits uh, coming up next week. And then and, and then just as a final wrap, Ron Rivera says, you know, hey, we are ascending into year three. David, people are losing their mind about this type of – people – what do you think he's doing? They didn't trade for Chris uh, Carson Wentz 
and use up all their salary cap because they thought they were going to be a four-win team. I mean, yeah. it, it's as simple as simple can get. It's year three. It's time to win. Yeah, and I mean, and based off of last year's win percentages, you have the easiest schedule in the yeah, NFL. And, and granted, some of those teams have done some things and they've improved in certain aspects. But honestly, you look around the NFL and you're like, man, this team is a lot better than it was last year. So is this team. So is this team. None of them are on Washington's schedule. So the team's making the biggest noise in getting better. Washington's not going to have to face until maybe the playoffs at, at most. And again, the AFC is really the biggest jumper. So you're not talking about facing them really yep. until the Super Bowl. And I mean, you know, uh, there, there, there are a lot, there are a lot bigger problems in the NFL world than losing a Super Bowl. Like the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, yes, you're, you're not happy to lose uh, to the Rams, but you're still pretty happy of what you put together in a very short amount of time. So uh, one for, for the continuity, for some players coming back healthy, for getting an improvement at the quarterback position than what you have in front of you at the NFL draft. No reason for Ron Rivera not to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, optimistic. I'll put I'll put it that way. Not to be optimistic at this point. And I understand the frustration for Washington fans. But Chris, we're going to start ramping up here in a couple months to hype season. And you already know, and those who have been listening to us for about a year now already know, I'm a hype guy. I love the hype. I love fans getting excited over hype. So it's about to start again. And uh, it's going to be a fun offseason. Well, it's time to turn that hype into W's. I can tell you that. Yes, However, absolutely. You get it done. All right, guys. <laughs> thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and watch. If you're watching on YouTube of the day, now make your second listen slash watch the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. As they bring the NFL draft to life each and every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back after the weekend. Hope you have a great one. If you want to hop in, 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577, or locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison covering the Washington Commanders, Pressi.com's Fan Nation, uh, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app with Pete Medhurst. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. Don't drive like a maniac like I saw one dude do on 66 on Wednesday. Ho, ho, ho. I almost got killed. Thankfully, I did not. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast.